Welcome to the Authentically Out There podcast. I'm Lizzie, a mindset and confidence coach. This podcast is for ambitious women who are ready to build unshakable confidence and a next level mindset so they can get authentically out there in their life and business. So if you're ready, let's dive in. Hello, my loves, and welcome to another episode of the podcast. I am so, so excited today, like literally so excited. I am joined by the amazing Sophia. She is a period and women's coach. This episode is so, so juicy. We talk all things living in alignment with your menstrual cycle and really how to experience a healthy, happier period. Now, this is so important in business, in your personal life, and we really tune into how to regulate your hormones and really how to live happy with your period. So let's dive in. Happy to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. We're actually making this work from complete opposite time zones in the world. Um, I am in England and you are in Sydney, which is crazy that you've done your whole Friday. And it's cold and wet here. <laughs> to be honest, it's cold and wet here as well. <laughs> yeah, okay. That makes me a whole lot better. Thank you. <laughs> um, but yeah, I feel like Sydney winter, I actually lived in Sydney for those who don't know, it's no way as bad as like I feel like it's similar to summer in England really it is but they don't believe in central heating here so it's like they're in (laughs) self-denial so then I'm like I feel like it's colder inside than out so at the moment I'm like what can I do in the evenings will help warm up my body so I've been doing lots of yoga and things like that and yeah just lapping that up rather than being inside and being like what is going on (laughs) yeah I agree with the heating thing it's so bizarre um but I'm super excited for today's conversation because honestly when I started to understand my menstrual cycle and tune in with my body and how my hormones were affected by certain things and foods and times of the month I would honestly say it was one of the most groundbreaking moments that I had in my life but also in my business because before that I didn't really understand anything so I guess I would love to start by understanding a bit more about your work and how powerful it is for women to actually understand this yeah absolutely so yeah I'm yeah as people don't know I'm Sophia at So Tremendous and I am period and women's coach a TEDx speaker and I essentially help women experience happier healthier periods um, but what I'm truly passionate about is getting women and guiding them to connect back with their menstrual cycle that so that they can live in alignment and unlock their potential productivity and power yeah I love that I love that so much. Like, I think what you said then, productivity and power, because there's this big thing, especially, I know I feel it at certain times of the month with my productivity. And I know that throughout the month, our hormones change so much. So I'd love to dive deeper into actually what happens in our cycle and how things change throughout the month. I think it's so powerful. Yeah, and it's so important as well, because once we start connecting, having that awareness, that's when that's where transformational things can happen in our lives and our business. Um, so essentially, if we look at a woman's cycle, a menstrual cycle, it's typically between 26 and 32 days. So in average, 28 days. Um and if we compare that actually to the moon cycle, that's also 28 days. So as women, we are very cyclical. And that's why, you know, it's beautiful for us to connect with nature. Because if we look at like, you know, as I said, the moon cycles, the seasons, just everything that, you know, everything around us is cyclical. If we are to compare that to a male cycle, that's 24 hours. So that's why it's so important that we don't compare ourselves to men and that we start actually living in alignment by our menstrual cycle so that we can understand our unique rhythm. I love to compare it to our seasons actually. So I call them the inner seasons and it's such a beautiful way to remember it rather than thinking about all these scientific words. 
day one of your cycle is you know when you're bleeding so scientifically that's the menstruation phase I call that the inner winter time and that's exactly how we should start living is you know if we think we're going to be more introspect more more in that feminine yin energy and it's a time for us to rest and restore and when we look at productivity as a word, we often think, okay, that means like hustle mode. Um, that's not entirely true. Productivity is actually understanding the strengths of each of our inner seasons, which I will go on through in a second. But once we start learning that, we can understand actually productivity isn't necessarily doing all the time. There's super strength in each of our seasons. So we can start loving our cycle instead of hating on it and seeing like, this inner winter as a way of us you know sometimes we're like oh no I don't want to be in my period because you know it means that I can't do x y and z and it stops me from still being in this hustle mode well actually if we continue to be in this hustle mode when we go through our other inner seasons like when we're ovulating which is our inner summer we're not going to have as much energy because we haven't actually rest and restored it's like it's kind of like if we look at like plants you know they have that that death that time when they like lose their leaves and so we don't expect them to be alive throughout every single season so we shouldn't put that on ourselves we need that time to rest and recover and it's the same as sleep like we wouldn't expect to live a life where we don't have any sleep because we know the importance of sleep um so it's exactly the same with our seasons after we um after our bleeding directly after that is what we call the follicular phase so this is when um we start to develop these follicles which houses the eggs and so i call this inner spring and the good way of thinking like how to remember that is actually the follicles actually developing is like in a spring when things start to blossom okay and that's when we start to see you know tend to see a shift where we start to see an increase in energy and more of that masculine energy um you know you may find that you're more getting all of these ideas um <laughs> which can be dangerous i've i've been known to be like i just want to do everything and that can be actually really harmful because then when we go into the as i said the inner summer the ovulation phase when we're at our peak energy we are not capable of actioning everything so that's why I like just keep it a bit to yourself until you decide which angle you want to go through um yeah. the main hormone in that inner spring is your estrogen and often you may hear things like estrogen dominance so it often gets a bad rap but estrogen is such an important um hormone because it supplies us with all the nutrients and blood so that when we're at ovulation we can be at our optimal health um, when we're at our inner summer, as I said, you know, that is when we are tend to be more productive in what, you know, society sees productive as in terms of doing. So if you're in your business, good time to be like launching your campaigns, um, you know, socializing, doing those speaking events, um, doing group stuff. But I often find like, especially when I'm working with my clients, actually, that can also be a very dangerous time in terms of we think we're in such this peak and it's almost as if we're still riding off that energy so that when we start to have that declining energy because we're going into the inner autumn the luteal phase which is when we start um seeing you know the estrogen rise for a second time and the progesterone which is where we tend to see pms if we're still riding the wave of that inner summer we think we're invincible and we think we're still doing and so we can almost be like chucked into this inner autumn and that's when it can feel really uncertain and unstable and almost like what is happening so we do need to be managing of how we enter in, in autumn and then the cycle starts again yeah and like inner autumn for me um the luteal phase is a ride like I know when I didn't track my cycles and I wasn't aware for that kind of week every month I would be like I have lost the plot I am actually feeling really depressed. I'm feeling really anxious. And I was like, I actually am not well. And then when I actually understood what was going on, I now actually can show myself compassion in that moment because, correct me if I'm wrong, in the inner autumn phase, that whole like imposter syndrome can be like risen, self-doubt, they're like, I'm not good enough, start coming up. 
Um, and I know yeah. I definitely yeah. really feel like that in that stage. Is that kind of a correct analogy of what maybe yeah. people might yeah. be feeling? Yeah, that's when we often see like, you know, what you're saying, like the comparing ourselves to others, that inner critique at its peak. Um, and, you know, it can happen. Actually, the majority of women are experiencing this. 80% of women are actually experienced PMS. And PMS looks like so different from one woman to the next. It could be the cravings. It could be, you know, feeling very emotional, feeling very anxious, um, feeling really irritable. These are all symptoms of like hormone imbalances, um, but also making sure it's obviously it's hormone imbalances, but it's also making sure that we are aligning with where our energy is at because if we don't, that's when we feel that resistance, that push. And the more we push, the more that these things, these symptoms do come up. If we look as well at, as I was just describing the hormones, this is when we're seeing the estrogen and progesterone rising. And so sometimes those PMS and the um, and anxiety can be a product of, you know, an imbalance between those ratios as well. So it's really important that we nourish our bodies. It doesn't mean like, you know, if you have got a speaking event in your inner order, that you know you have to cancel it you can't do it at all it's rather a question of being like well how can I best support myself during this time and what has been the most significant impact it actually like with myself and my clients is having those open conversations um I remember I, I, this is a story I always share with my clients is actually when I was for example I was out with my boyfriend I was at about to come on my period so I was in my inner autumn and I was just getting very irritated by him he was just being like completely annoying and I really had to bite my tongue and I thought I just need to tell him so I said to him I was like look I'm really sorry I'm being sure I was like I'm in my inner autumn so you know communicating where you are to your work colleagues your friends your partners is a beautiful thing so that they can show you well how can they support you and rather than me reacting to him which would cause me you know my nervous system being like ah, all angry and things like that in that fight or fly and then he would be like probably fighting back <laughs> having those open conversations allows us you know to both see each other's perception and he actually responded to me and was like I'm really sorry I was actually irritating you so from that we could see eye to eye and it, pre it prevented a fight and me feeling like he was just annoying me and being against me which these thoughts, you know, it's me saying crazy on the outside, but these are things that happen yeah. all the time. Like re how we react to things is really important. So not reacting in the moment, taking a step back and even taking like three deep breaths to calm down our nervous system and being like, okay, is this just me being hormonal or is this something that's rational? Yeah, a hundred percent. And honestly, like if you ladies don't track your cycles that it will game change your life because then you can actually start to be compassionate in different moments and like even what you said then about like in the inner winter it's about rest and recharging I was going out and doing like hit workouts I was like I'm invincible and then I wondered why I was so low in energy all of the time because I was just pushing my body to like absolute extremes and not actually tuning in with myself and actually what I felt in that moment. Yeah. Like, so and a really good example of that, because obviously, as we know, like exercise is so important. So I, I have to exercise every day. So how I fit that into all of my inner cycle is being like, is kind of like when you're if I'm doing yoga because I go to yoga like every day no matter where in my cycle it's that mindset it's like can I give more or actually am I not pushing enough like can I give more am I not so understand where am I in my cycle if it's my inner critique I could probably think in my mind oh my god look at that woman next to me she can get in all these sorts of poses why can't I so not comparing myself and being like, no, you're exactly where you're meant to be. Whereas, for example, if I'm in my inner summer, I know I can probably give a bit more. So I know that actually this is a time where I can push myself. So it's kind of like understanding your thoughts um, and really connecting with them to understand of like giving more or giving not less and understanding where you're sitting between the two. Yeah, amazing. Um, and like, obviously, our hormones are changing and that's something that's out of our control as women as we go through the different seasons. But I know that you speak a lot about actually balancing hormones naturally and you do a lot with food and nutrition. And um, I'd love to dive deeper into that because 
some people are probably like, well, I just eat the same thing all the time. Like, how can I actually support my body through those seasons to actually nourish myself and feel more in alignment the best I can? Because I know one thing that I was doing that is probably not the best thing to do. I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong. Obviously, when I was in my luteal phase, which is like the week before my period, I was craving so much junk food. I was like, give me all the junk food. I need like chocolate. I need like sweets. I need everything. And that's you, you probably might say that's probably not the best thing to do at that time. Or is it? I don't know. So there's so many things I could just, there's so many things I'm like, I want to say it all. Um, so first of all, to do with the cravings, okay? Okay, so in our luteal phase, you are, because of what's happening in terms of our hormones, you are going to be actually having a bigger appetite. There's a huge difference, however, between having a bigger appetite and cravings. Cravings when you're like, just want to binge the food or you're going for more certain foods, like you're like, I've got to have chocolate. And it's not like that intuitive thing. It's more like you just want to have it all. And you know that that's probably not going to, like you just said, best support yours. Bigger appetite means actually you do need to have things like a bit more carbia, help to stabilize your blood sugars. If you have got cravings, that's a sign that your blood sugars are imbalanced. And this is particularly what we need to look out for during the luteal phase. So I have this perfect formula, which is making sure that, you know, when you're having a dish, making sure you have a good source of protein, having enough fat. And again, fat is so important because that helps with our hormone production and to keep us full. Back in the day, um, I remember when, you know, like low fat foods used to be such a thing. That is not good at all because that actually can unstabilize your blood sugars because they saturate it with all these different fake sugars in there and things like that. Um, but yeah, so you want to be having some carbs in there. Again, during the luteal, you want to increase that. It's just understanding what is right for your body. And the more you connect with your body, the more that you understand what's bio-individual for you and right for you. Having good fat in there, good protein and enough fiber in there as well. And when you have that, that is a really great formula to making sure those blood sugars are stable and you won't be craving as much. Um, having said that as well, as I said, like if you have got a bigger appetite, like having um, grains that are going to be a bit heavier or sweet potato, that's going to make you feel much more grounded, but also keep you full as well. Um, and often what I find is by adding, my clients are like astonished when I'm like, add more into your diet and actually they can actually lose weight or, you know, whether they want to or not, like keep stable of their the way um because a lot of people think that actually if you're adding more carbs you're going to be putting on weight that's not necessarily true um because yeah. if your body's in that fight or flight from not having enough carbs then it's going to retain the weight um with sinking your foods to the whole of the cycle absolutely but it's really important that we have the basics first basics um right at the start so you could you know be putting like certain foods in different types of seasons but if you are for example feeling really really stressed then that's not going to be great for your hormones so you need to be looking at the eight pillars um of you know your women's wellness so that's things like the gut, the liver, liver is so important to detoxify, um, particularly for like our inner summer, which is when we've got that rise in estrogen. Um, and some women may feel a bit bloating around that time or even get like pains during that time. Or even in your inner winter, you want to be making sure you're reducing as much inflammation in your body. Because if we don't, that's when again, women may find that they get a few cramps. Um, again, Cramps are common amongst women, but it's not normal. And what is that due to is we've got these chemical-like hormones called prostaglandins, and they actually contract. So if they're inflamed from the food that we're eating, that's going to cause it. So rather than sinking the food, I would actually say, yeah, great, but let's make sure that you are nourishing your gut, you're nourishing your liver, you're also looking at what type of movements you're doing and making sure that if you are stressed, you're not going from really intense workouts, but rather helping yourself in that healing process. So take it nice and slow, still move, but not putting your body into that fight or flight. Yeah, I love that. And I think it's so powerful and important to actually change your diet and I know that you have an amazing recipe book on your thing I'll put it in the show notes so the ladies can like download it um if they want to get a bit inspired because yeah I definitely especially 
the week before my period I wasn't realizing that I needed to eat more and I mean I don't know if this is a true fact but I read you need to eat something like 350 calories more or something around that amount to actually fuel what's going on yes so you do you do that's why I was saying like the increase of appetite um I don't actually I don't actually like counting calories um just because for example if we were to look at like a can of coke and an avocado an avocado is going to be much higher in calories but it's going to be much more nutritious so if we start counting calories then you know, we can become too fixated on that rather than yeah. thinking, going back to basics, like what is going to nourish my body more um, and just really understanding like the quantities you're having. Um, I absolutely hate the fact that the UK recently put all the calories on the recipe, you know, the menus when you yeah, were out recently. It's so dangerous because that's what can trigger like eating disorders or, you know, body dysmorphia and things like that. Um, And we can, as I said, we are not looking at the nutritional food, but actually counting calories. So rather than counting calories, I would actually say is just listen to your body, understanding if you, you know, looking out for symptoms, if your blood sugars are balanced, like we said, like if you're craving, that's a huge indication. If you're finding it difficult to go to sleep or waking up in the middle of night, things like that can be all good indicators so really listening to our body is a much more better way of learning what your body is actually needing and how to nourish it yeah 100 percent. I actually love checking in with my body now I'm like what what am I feeling right now what do I need and like I kind of notice if I'm like breaking out in spots I'm like okay what's going on am I like really stressed right now do I need to like chill out a bit instead of just thinking oh I've got spots because of my skincare routine or like something like that I actually tune in with maybe what's the root cause of why I've got these crazy spots or like why I'm feeling super tired instead of just thinking I'm failing and like being a bit more compassionate about what's going on in that moment and actually understanding that like I don't need to be go 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 all the time to see success in my life or my business and as a woman that isn't really the most beneficial way to be living because I genuinely used to live very in the masculine like doing all these hit workouts go 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 like never stopping never disconnecting never shutting off and um I think there's this big thing where it's like to be successful you've got to be hustling and I hate that word because it's just like there's literally so many successful people and I know on my Instagram and I've actually worked with some coaches and healers and stuff so many successful people that live by the motto of like I'm gonna lie on my sun lounger and just chill out and like make money from my phone and I know that's not for everyone but it's just like that is how like not how women should live all the time but it's just really important to tune in that you don't need to be go 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 to be successful all the time like especially and and I think sometimes we can look too often at other people like look at other people's social media and be like oh my god they're absolutely killing it but we don't always see what's going on so I I can actually see like this is very random but I often see like people on burnout before they even reach burnout so when I'm looking at people's social media I can actually see that it's like some weird like inner gift I see but I can see how drained they are so they may be looking really successful but what cost and so when I've been building my business I've made sure that I'm trying I do obviously get these thoughts in my mind where I'm like oh my god like I wish I could be in that person and get jealous knowing that that jealousy is because that's where I want to be but I'm like everything in its own time and funny enough the best months in my business is when I've been literally surrendering to this feminine energy I do understand you do need to have this masculine energy like to help you get so far but the biggest months in my business is when I've been completely in flow even when I've taken time off like on holiday that's when I'm like getting all these like people being like yes I want to join your programs and you know knowing you can still sign up people but not be like late nights it's just understanding it's kind of if you think about you have your energy is like you've got five pounds okay and it's being understanding where you can put your energy and understanding where you are in your cycle to do that because it's your whole cycle is going to affect how each how you experience each phase and that's so so important yeah a hundred percent a hundred percent um so I wanted to ask you a question and 
hopefully you can give some guidance or some support. So I know so many women and I was the same. I was on the contraceptive pill for like so long and the doctors kept putting me on it. And I'm not saying anything about doctors at all before anyone comments. But I had, I actually was diagnosed with PCOS and that was the reason they put me on the contraceptive pill to try and like get rid of the symptoms of PCOS. And I actually made a decision that I was going to come off the contraceptive pill and I actually found people that do similar things to you and that actually talk about balancing hormones naturally and actually regaining your menstrual cycle again naturally because before I was on the pill I wasn't even really having a menstrual cycle um, due to a lot of hormone imbalances in my own body and I know that for so many women it's really scary to come off the contraceptive pill because there's so many like horror stories out there like the symptoms are going to come back I'm not going to get my bleed back and all these things would you have any tips for anyone coming off the contraceptive pill to taking those first steps to start rebalancing their hormones naturally? Yeah, absolutely. Um, like you, actually, I was diagnosed with PCOS, actually, so polycystic ovarian syndrome. So that's the reason I got into this whole thing, actually. Um, first of all, with the pill, um, like you said, you know, it does... Okay, so when you're on the pill, um, what we get told often by the doctor is go on it or make your period regular. So I was the same. I went to the doctor. They're like, you have to go in it. And that's when I questioned, I was like, this something's not right here. I just I don't know, but it's just not right. The more I dived into it, I realized actually when you go on hormonal birth control, it doesn't give you a real period. It's actually a fake period. It's just withdrawal of the synthetic hormones that are in the period. So the pill contains estrogen and progestin. Progestin sounds a lot like the natural hormone progesterone, but they're two, they're opposite ends of the spectrum. So progesterone helps to promote pregnancy and retain um, pregnancy if you do have it. Progestin actually acts as a steroid, so it stops you ovulating. So as I said, it's not an actual period that you're getting, it's a fake one. So although you think that when you're coming off hormonal birth control, you're really you're scared that you're not going to get a period, you never had one if you were on hormonal birth control. And it is everyone's own choice of whether they want to be or not, but that's a matter of fact. And I feel it's really important that women know about that because unfortunately doctors are just not educated so they actually believe that you are getting a period so that's that's another thing as well um unfortunately they have to know so much stuff that it just there's not enough hours for them to really dive into women's wellness um when we when we look also at the pill it does actually have some other side effects so it can actually affect things such as your gut and really make us deficient so before coming off hormonal birth control what i always say um to clients is number one have if they're trying to get pregnant or not trying to get pregnant just have a look at their options obviously at the start um condoms are a great option um if you want to be going for non-hormonal um, options um, and then I was um, recommend you know fertility awareness um, there's courses in that it's like you can also look at taking temperatures a few apps um, but what I would say is before coming off hormone birth control and coming straight off it start to work um, on you know putting everything back in your gut and your liver and supporting it as best you can two to three months beforehand so that when you come off it's going to be much more better for you know for your hormones and it's going to be less of a shock um I yeah my program actually goes through this with my clients and I'm not every single client that I've gone through they've had a period within 30 days of coming off the hormonal birth control which if Amazing. we look at statistics, it can take up to a year. So this is why it's so, so important that you really nourish your body as much as possible. Um, if you have been diagnosed with something like PCOS, um, you know, endometriosis or anything like that, or you went on it because of acne, this is rather than being like, oh, I hate my body. I'm, you know, I'm really scared. Look at it as an opportunity to heal your body. Your body is telling you that something's not quite right. So instead of thinking, I just want to use the pill as a band-aid to stop the symptoms, be like, okay, what is my body asking for? Because it's possibly like 
something's disaligned in your life, whether it's stress from something in your business or your life, or whether it's, you know, not actually nourishing your body with the right foods, um, or, you know, I said too, or little movement, look and be curious about what is going on, because it's a really great way of you not having to do so loads and loads of tests, but actually keep checking back in with yourself. Um, and, you know, for me as well, when I came off PC, um, coming off the pill, not PCOS, I was told that, you know, I probably would have difficulty having a baby, um, probably develop diabetes. Um, even my mum was like, you need to go on the pill. You cannot go off this. And like, even now, I think she's still like, she's like, how's your period? Do you still got that problem? I'm like, no, I feel it. <laughs> and, you know, we got we get told that this is for life, but actually you can heal yourself and you can put in for a mission. And yeah, I, I have to make sure that I'm eating the right food. But every woman needs to make sure that they're doing that because if we're not nourishing ourselves then that's the type of lack of self-care and that's when we lead to burnout and stress and when I was when I was like at my peak in my the worst part of my PCOS and hormone imbalances I was completely burnt out I was working in marketing at like a really successful comms manager at this magazine house and I was living off four hours of sleep like living off champagne canapes everything and I was so disaligned in my life so actually being diagnosed with PCOS actually led to the most you know it led to me actually coming back into alignment and like I wouldn't be here right now helping other women if it wasn't for that and I'm so grateful for that and even connecting with myself as well I feel like I know much more about my cycle it's more regular than probably unhealthier than other women who maybe haven't been diagnosed with this because I had to connect back to myself yeah do you want to know something um really funny about what you just said well not funny but it, it's an own, own experience that I had so when I got diagnosed with PCOS, I, I obviously got taken on that journey of like, you have to go on this contraceptive pill. This is the one for PCOS. This is the one that's going to like change your life. You're going to like be back to like how you want to be and all these things. And actually, I found this random woman on Instagram. because so I was like, I just don't believe this is the solution to this thing. Like, I'm very much like I hate Band-Aid solutions. I because I do a lot of deep inner healing on myself I'm like if I can heal and rewire my brain I surely can heal my body as well like without having to put a band-aid solution over the top and I actually learned a lot about my diet in that time and I found this lady on Instagram and she recommended certain things um and one of the main things was like high protein breakfast, which is something I never did before. I was eating like toast and jam or like, I don't know, my, my favorite is toast and marmite. I know it's Vegemite in Australia, but um, <laughs> I love like toast and marmite. And I was like eating that every day. And one thing I actually really noticed when I started to actually tune in with how my meals were put together, like adding in, like making sure I was eating like green vegetables and like good carbs like sweet potato or like actual potatoes I literally like went from being so I was so puffy I actually look back at a photo of myself at the time when I was probably at my lowest my face was so puffy like even around my neck and my jaw and like I actually can't describe it but I felt like my skin was tight like if that makes sense Absolutely. and when I actually started to balance my diet like I could never lose weight I used to go and do HIIT workouts and think I needed to eat less so I was eating like really small salads for lunch like pathetic salads like probably 200 calorie salads and um I was actually putting on weight by doing that and when I actually got really serious about it, it was actually in lockdown so I was like now's the perfect time to spend time actually eating nice foods and nutritious foods I actually lot it's really random the, the goal was never to lose weight but I genuinely felt really bloated and swollen and the randomly the weight started falling off the bloating went the puffiness went around my face and like I felt so much more alive and energized and I think another reason for that was there wasn't access to go and do these crazy hit workouts because it was lockdown. So I was literally doing weighted workouts in my room and like I was nourishing myself. I wasn't like binge eating as much because like there wasn't like you, there was takeaways open and stuff, but in lockdown, you couldn't go out for the fancy meals and stuff all the time. And 
I think it was the moment that I actually reconnected back with myself and like what you're saying resonates with, with me so much because I have been through it and I understand the magic of actually connecting back with what your body needs and balancing your hormones naturally through food and for the first time in my life I have a regular cycle that lasts for like four days like and I, I was told like three years ago you're never going to have a natural cycle you're never going to have this like it will be like it my cycle used to be half a day and it would be really sporadic like it would come like some day months it'd be like 40 days some months it'd be like 15 days and I just have these random like bleeds and now it comes like pretty regularly I'd say every 28 to 30 days and it's a full four-day bleed and like if any of you are doubting the magic in this like I promise you it's game-changing and like a lot of my PCOS symptoms have actually pretty much cleared up I'd say like the extreme tiredness the puffiness in my body and my face the extreme bloating all the time the like even like I used to get quite a lot of dark hairs like growing like on my skin like not like I didn't need to like shave my face or anything but they are literally have like pretty much gone now as well so it's like there is really magic in actually spending time to connect with your body and if you are suffering with something like PCOS or another thing that's to do with like your hormones reconnecting back with this is such a powerful step yeah I love that and it is so powerful like I remember when I this I went this probably about five years ago um when I was like you know I had that I was kind of backpacking and I didn't have a period for a whole nine months and I was like oh my god I'm traveling this is the time when I feel the most freest and I was like why haven't I got a period and I decided I was really tired and I was partying a lot whilst I was backpacking so I decided to stop in Ecuador at this tiny village in this yoga center and work there and it was purely magical because there were so many healers and coaches there and we had like the likes of like Yana Robinson who's an amazing feminist poet um and I remember the first yoga class I did, I got my period back and that was a sign of actually importance between the mind and body connection and actually surrendering and resting. And I remember as well, that's the moment now I was like, this is what I want to help women with. I want to help women with their cycles. And I just remember thinking, yeah, obviously to help them with the cycle, but what I see the most with is how much our cycles affect our confidence as women. So whether we've got hormone imbalance or not, or whether we're just going through the cycle of like our periods, it affects our confidence so much and not enough. It's not shared enough. It's still a taboo. Even periods are taboo, but even talking about it is such a taboo still. And we're expected just to ignore it and still get on with it. And I tell you what, the amount of I've, I've you know, I've done lots of talks for like startups and things like that and some organizations. But if we look at our traditional organizations, I've actually had like international companies who literally go to me. I say to them, okay, I'm just going to talk to you about the productivity, not even mention about periods. And because most of the board uh, members are men, so still a lot of work to do there, but predominantly men, they're like, we don't know what to do with this because they still think it's taboo to talk about it. And, and I guess in a way it's restricting our power because the more we can tap into our power and live in alignment and, you know, and work in alignment with it, the more it's actually going to really benefit us. And, you know, our energies become kind of more magnified like by it as well. And yeah, it's, it's still a lot of, and I, I think that's the issue in itself is, is that it's not widely accepted to talk about it in society, let alone within companies, particularly traditional ones. Yeah, I love that you said that. And I think because of that, like there's almost this stigma around women as well. You can't be open. Like some women are like, won't be open about the way that they're feeling or like they won't be open that they may be suffering with something like PCOS or like endometriosis because it's this big taboo subject it's like I've got this and I'm broken and it's like no you're not like everything can be fit not fixed but everything can be managed and everything can be brought back into alignment but like your body is so powerful and you can only ignore it for so long and the moment you tune in and actually 
ask yourself what's going on it's so powerful and I just think so many women are like scared to speak up about their problems especially when it's coming when it comes to like fertility or like hormones or anything like that because they kind of I don't know for so long I felt so embarrassed and so alone by the fact that I had PCOS like I was broken like I wasn't a woman that was like able to because I remember going to the doctor and they were like you're never going to have children naturally and I was like I think I was like 26 at the time and I was like oh okay like and it's like that's so true because I follow so many amazing women online that have PCOS and have like three children that how they have conceived naturally and it's like but there's this big stigma around it like you are different or like you're broken if you have something going on and it's like it shouldn't really be like that at all like because there is so many ways that you can manage it and um, another one that I used to really tell myself was like I didn't have a period for ages and I was like oh my god this is amazing I don't have periods like thinking it was really cool and then now I've realized if I don't have a period something's wrong because I am not functioning properly like properly because like we only have a period if our body is able to carry a child basically because that's what like back in caveman days that's what we needed to like reproduce I guess and it's like now if I don't have a period I'm like what the hell is going on and I'm like alarm bells what have I been doing like what have I been eating like is my hormone like are my hormones okay and I think we just need to get better at speaking about it as a society and encourage women to make sure that they have regular cycles and if they're not understand a bit more about what's going on and I think coming to people like you is so supportive because you understand it more from like an holistic way whereas like when you go to the doctor as a young woman and you're told you don't have a period let's fix that and we'll put you on the pill or we will just give you this band-aid you think that that is the only way and it's really not yeah absolutely I can agree more and it is that holistic way because you know if you're coming off hormonal birth control or if something's going on sometimes we don't feel safe within our bodies to bleed so that's why we might be late or we might be missing it or we don't see one after the hormonal birth control so that's why even like making sure that we're looking at the nervous system how to support that is so important so I remember like like this was a few years ago actually I remember I had my period back um to normal and then I literally was about to come back to Australia and I had like my friend really upset me she said something that was really hurtful and even though I worked through it and I knew exactly I was like journaling it still hurt me and almost like I was here storing that emotions in my body so when I came back to Australia I still didn't have a period after three months so although I was eating the right foods although I was doing the right movements because I had that trauma in my body and my nervous system still felt so shook up and I still had that emotion trapped in my body I didn't get a period so no matter even though I was doing all everything that I knew how to it just what it came down to was me releasing that emotion in our body so and that's what I found even now so if you look at me on Instagram every morning I'm doing a miracle morning because the way we set ourselves up for the day is is how I manage my energy not just cyclical but within me as well and it's so important if you are running a business or within your career that you're looking at that from the very beginning because you're setting your nervous system up for the day you're setting up what you know how, how you're going to be giving your energy or setting up your mindset you're setting up your body everything to it and it's such an important way and so even if like now obviously I try to keep gluten to a minimum because I do get a bit bloated but I'm allowed to I'm able to tolerate it a lot more now because because the way I leave my morning that miracle morning the way I'm constantly checking back with my nervous system helps support me so that you know, it's not restricting yourself completely or being very strict. It's about balance, that 80-20 rule. And it's really important that you understand or whether something's going to nourish you and how you're going to feel afterwards so that you can be able to be like, do I want this? Do I not? Rather than being like doing it from scarcity or because you have to. It's so important to feel into your body of why you're doing something. And that's where yeah. like, you know, you were even saying like sometimes you're just like craving for things and or you just want to eat all this food. That's why checking in to understand how you're going to feel afterwards will really help you understand of the decisions you make rather than doing it just because of that instant gratification. 
Yeah, 100%. And actually, when you just said about the Miracle Morning, it actually brought something to mind. And I actually have neglected this, but it was a really good tip that someone once told me. And it was like, in the morning in your journal, like if you journal, like I always just write things like my gratitude and my affirmations and like my what I want to call in in my life and stuff. But this person told me to write at the top of the page the day of the cycle that you're on. So check in, what day am I on? And write a word that describes how you're feeling in the moment. So it might be exhausted or it might be anxious or it might be stressed or it might be pumped and feeling bougie and ready to go. And then she was like, right underneath that, okay, based on the word that I have written, what do I need today? Yeah, so like, such a powerful question. Yeah. yeah, so it's like if you wrote anxious, you then don't need to go and do a hit workout because it's just going to put you more into like that adrenaline like feeling. And it's like, how often do we actually just give our day how we feel a word? Because... I think it's yeah. just so powerful yeah. to be like, okay, my word of the day is I do feel anxiety today. So what foods are going to nourish me? What exercise is going to really bring me back into alignment? Like, do I maybe need to just cancel my plans today because I'm not feeling a hundred percent. And I just thought it was a really powerful exercise and I actually have neglected it. And I feel like I'm going to bring it back into my life because it will help you then plan your day, like based on what you're currently feeling in that moment. Yeah. So if you start pre-planning, like, for example, if you start marking down where your seasons are, so I've actually got a journal for my, um, for my, uh, my clients, so they can fill it all in. Um, so like, for example, if you're making plans for your inner winter, but you're in your inner summer, of course, you're going to be like, fill it all up. But if you understand that you're in your inner winter, I can be like, okay, well, I'm not going to do this here. And that helps you to, with where you put your boundaries and where you put your agreements as well. So instead of saying yes to everything, really checking in being like, is this going to serve me? Um, when you write the big words as well, like life isn't perfect. So as I said, like earlier in the podcast, there may be a time when you're like, okay, well, actually I need to launch this. And actually before this call, I had, um, I just had a client call and she was launching. So she had less sleep than normal, but instead of punishing yourself being like, you're in your inner winter, you should have known better. Life isn't perfect. So instead of being like, you know, really criticizing yourself, being like, well, how can I support myself right now? And that's such a vital question because you can, you know, you can still launch, but just understand that you'll also need to increase your self-care at the same time. Really, really important. Yeah, I love that. Honestly, I have loved this conversation so much. I, I feel like there's been so much juicy magic and like, I always speak to my clients like about how game changing it was when I like started tracking my cycle and understanding my body and they're like we need to know more so I feel like this is going to be such a perfect episode because we've actually like dug deep into so many key things and I think it's just so important um always to end my podcast episodes I do a round of quick fire questions so you can just answer them as you please so the first one is, what does authentically out there mean to you? I think the word that comes to mind is freedom. Um, so freedom is actually one of my core values. Um, really important, to, if no one has ever done that, really important to understand your values. Uh, freedom for me, when I was younger, I used to think it was like freedom because I love traveling. Uh, but actually I realized it was actually being authentically me. So I feel like the two are so interlinked for me. Um, and when I'm authentic, that's when I feel my most, I literally glow. <laughs> so yeah. I love that um what is one thing you'd wish you had known sooner oh that's a really hard one um do you know what I actually don't think I don't think there is anything that I wish I'd known sooner because I feel like I wouldn't be here right now unless I've gone through the journey so like yeah. you know I often see people who got into self-development or things like that like much younger but like I would be able to share my experiences with my clients if I hadn't gone on that journey or made those mistakes or known that thing sooner. So I don't think there is anything. No, that is amazing, actually. I didn't think about it like that because really all of our things we go through have a lesson and like a, a task for us to like step up, if that makes sense. So yeah. Yeah, that bad breakup. 
what is one book you are currently reading? Do you know what? I'm not actually reading any books at the moment. Normally, so I never read one book. I actually love to have different types of ones and then I just pick it up from randomly and start reading it so I have I love a good library book but I also have Kindles just because because I love to travel it's harder but yeah I just love to pick up books randomly here and there actually. On that note obviously you're not reading a book right now you're just reading random ones what is a good period or menstrual cycle book do you have a recommendation for one that someone could maybe pick up if they're just on the start of this journey yeah definitely um i would probably start with either but elise beta so either like flow living or women's code and depending where you are in your journey but they're like awesome awesome books amazing and finally what is a quote that inspires you the most um Oh, I do know that actually I haven't, it's strange I haven't, normally I said my quote used to be is move faster than the speed of disbelief, which one of my mentors told me, but I haven't actually gone back to that quote in ages. I feel like I'm at the stage in my life where I keep taking action and so that I believe in myself. So yeah, but that is such a good one, particularly when we're trying to move forward or we're trying to do something but we feel like we're scared of that failure um we just need to keep moving and not even question it everything just will come about oh no I love that so where can all my amazing listeners find you and connect with you and I'll put everything in the show notes anyway and you do have an amazing download recipe book as well on your little page um which I think I've seen I didn't make that up did I (laughs) I have got it yeah so you can find me at so tremendous um on instagram and my website's www.sotremendous.com and yeah if you go to my instagram you can find my recipe book which is free to download and there's 12 delicious recipes on there and also lots of good wisdom um on there to get you started on your journey Amazing. I was going to say, if you didn't have a recipe book, you'd have to go make one now because I've told everyone. <laughs> It'd just be like me in the kitchen. <laughs> um, but honestly, thank you so, so much for coming on today. I've actually loved this episode and um, yeah, I'll catch up with you very soon. Thank you so much for having me. Lovely. <laughs> thank you for tuning in to the Authentically Out There podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, leave me a little review. It would mean the world and share it with someone else who may benefit. Can't wait to see you on the next episode, my love.